When you need to refuel between meetings or running errands, or you just want a healthy snack that squashes your hunger, wonderful pistachios, which come in a variety of flavors and sizes, by the way, are the perfect choice to fill you up and keep you going throughout the day. Wonderful Pistachios is also a good source of protein and a zero-guilt snack. Each one-ounce serving has six grams of protein, guys, which gives you over 10% of your daily value. And with flavors like salt and pepper, sweet chili, and seasoned salt in the shelled variety, options like chili roasted, sea salt, and vinegar or jalapeno lime in the no-shell variety, you're sure to please your taste buds while snacking healthy. So check out wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more about how these little green wonders can power up your day. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Gonna do an opener, Jake. <laughs> Let's hear it. Oh, well, no, it's boy. just no. <laughs> oh God! You always get so nervous. Oh jeez. <laughs> oh God. She's and she's already okay. wheezing. Okay, this this yeah. now this is serious because I. Yeah. Okay, here is my the model. I always like to start with the message is to not not to have fear to do the right thing. How about that? That's why I'm going to open this. Oh, tell me. Go on. Well, okay. This honestly just happened. I was feeding my dad. Okay. And it's in a, you know, it's in the facility. It's in a dining room, right? So there's all other, the other residents. Anyway, there's a couple. And the one daughter comes in Mm -hmm. and has these papers and Mm. said, Mom, I want you need to sign these today. And I was like, and the mom said, the mom's quite cognitive. Dad, oh, Dad's okay. not quite as cognitive, but the mom's quite cognitive. Gotcha. And uh, and the mom said, well, I don't understand them. And she says, just sign here. Just initial. initial. And I went, okay. Uh, so <laughs> I went on okay. and, and the mom said, well, I don't feel right about doing it right now. And the daughter actually pushed the meal tray away and Ooh. kept pushing the papers in front of the mom. She can, you can, she's probably just so frustrated and fed up. And what was it? Okay. Well, I'm guessing, I'm, I'm surmising it's, uh, signing over the house. Oh. Now, now I will preface this by saying that when people go into facilities, you know, when you're older and if your skills aren't there, a lot of times for the family, it, it is, you a need to sell the the family home financially draining. Financially draining. Gotcha. Okay, that's one. Okay. Uh, two, it might be just the person can't go back home because oh, you know God. they um they're not going to go back home, and so it's you know you, you you sell the home. It's the you know that's part of the process. Unfortunately, gotcha. um, there's many there's you know there's all there's a plethora of reasons, but um she was clearly uncomfortable about doing it. Now it's none of my. Now this is where I go. Okay, Genesis, none of your business. It's none of your business. Mind your own business. Okay, I can say that to myself. I was. I grew up learning. Mind your business. Right. I I, that's how I was that. raised. Unless you up. see some sort of great injustice, because then there's, you know, evil prevails when good men do nothing. Then there's that. Very true. I'm not saying the kid, the woman was being evil. I'm just saying I get the mind your business. That makes sense to me. But unless you see something that's like a tremendous injustice in another individual who needs help. There's a difference. Right. And we're also, you know, post 9-11, we are very hyper aware to open our eye. You know, we've, we've yeah. you know, our nation has lived lives of, you know, putting shutters on. So we, we open our eyes. And granted, sometimes I have been guilty of kind of going, I'm getting too aware. Like, hey, what's that box there? You know, it's a box, Janice. It's okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, you know, people get, you know, they, that person's got a bag. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, he's got a bag. You know, you get this man has a bag. 
Yeah, I get you. So we're hyper, hyper aware. But however, I am very sense, I'm very hypersensitive to elder abuse. Yeah. Point yeah. blank elder that makes abuse. Sense, and there's all kinds of elder abuse. It doesn't have to be physical. There's financial elder abuse. There's all kinds of it. I get you. So as I was eavesdropping, <laughs> um, I thought, you know what? And, and then, and then the reason why my spidey senses went up is the daughter said, Hey mom, it's okay. Even if you sign it, you'll be able to get out of it if you change your mind later. And I thought, bull crap. Oh, oh. once that's signed, it's signed. Yeah. yeah right. You yeah. know, you know, and I know, and again, I don't know if this has been a long going issue, but the rest of the family wasn't there, and I know that there's more to the family. See, you've had issues with this, though. Well, I know when things the other of a thing, p- dude. but the thing is, when things of this sort are discussed, it's usually done in more of a private area. Okay. It's the whole family's involved. This is a big thing for someone to hand over their house. It's a huge thing for. Him. And you're sure that's what it was? I I don't know 99% positive, but it okay. was a, you know thick papers and initial here, initial here, sign here, and then the, you know. Okay, I get you. Go on. So anyway, I went up to, then the daughter left. The daughter, the mother signed it. Uh. Begrudgingly signed it. And I was like, oh man. So I saw her sitting there. Uh-oh. So I finished feeding my dad. The daughter was gone. It was quite quiet. And I went, I went up to her and I said, hey, and I said, boy, that looked like a tough conversation. Are you okay? That's all I said. I said, okay. it looked like a tough conversation. Are you okay? She goes, no, no one's listening to me. Aww. And I said, hmm. She goes, no matter what I say, no one will listen to me. Now, again, you're in a facility with people with certain forms of dementia. So, you know, you got to kind of weigh that out. But this, anyway, as my babbling story goes on, she shared a little bit more about, you know, she doesn't want to leave the house. She wants to keep her house. She wants to, you know. Oh, so that's okay. So right, but maybe she does have to leave her house. And you know what, Jillian? She probably does. Yeah. I have no, I, I'm probably 99% sure she probably does have to leave it. However, I don't know. So I phoned the facility social worker. Okay, good for you. And I said, you know what? I said, I just want to put this out there. And I just want it to go down on record that, you know. Pay attention. That Well, that this, that this happened. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because I looked at the, one of the carried workers after, and I just said, ooh, that was tough to watch. And she goes, was it ever? She goes, that broke my heart. Aww. So, you know, and I just, so oh, I just, God. I just, I did it. And I said, you know, again, this is probably, You know what's so know. interesting about that? I sometimes, I look at my kids, and, you know, when you have little kids, you can't help but thinking about how this whole thing's going to flip back around, Right. You're changing their diaper. One day they're going to be changing your <laughs> diaper. Possibly. Mm. No, you know what I mean? Yes. You know, yes. you're trying to get them to, like, get dressed, eat their food, get them from A to B. And, you know, one day they're going to be trying to, like, oh, eat your food. Come on. Let's go. And I, I've seen it with a lot of people who are taking care of their elderly parents. And it's freaking, it's just like taking care of little kids. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is like God's cruel joke, man. You know, you start out in life being helpless and you end up in in life mm-hmm. being helpless. And I, I think that it's, it's very interesting because a lot of times kids don't get listened to. And it's kind of like that, mm-hmm. that, uh, that whole segment we had with my mom on about shame, how it's like, they don't get to say so. They are overpowered. They are overwhelmed. And there are times with my kids where I'm like, I know you don't want to go to bed. I know, honey. I hear it every night. Bedtime. You know, it's, or it's like, I don't want to go to school. I don't want to go to camp. I don't want to go to bed. I don't want to blah, 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 blah. And they get overpowered yeah. into doing it. And to a certain extent, you, you have to. You got to be like, no, <laughs> you got to go to school. And you can try to be more sensitive and you can try to validate their feelings, which is what you're supposed, according to the current parenting theories. I understand you don't want to go to school. I'm sorry. But I'll tell you, three months into I don't want to go to school, you're like, get in the car or I'm going to shoot myself. Mm-hmm. Get in the car. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you can't kind of have that same. And so I think the sad part of it all is that you probably got a daughter that's frustrated, irritated, needs to do, you know, 
needs to get this done, is like doesn't want to be bothered, is irritated that she's being bothered and inconvenienced by the situation, um, probably feels helpless and frustrated by the things going on with her mom, and doesn't want to be like, ugh, mom, let me explain it to you again, and blah, 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 blah. Whether, whether it was the right thing to do or the wrong thing to do, I think what upset you the absolute most is the way it was handled. That's it. And and you're absolutely right. I don't know, and, and it's... You know, and the, the facility, I'm not asking for any confidentiality to be broken. It's none of my mean. business what the family dynamic or the, what it is. It just, if if there was any wrongdoing, yeah. I want it to go down on. I, I just, I just, I get it. Good for you. And I, I th- but I think the wrongdoing was the way she, she was interacting with her mom. For sure. You don't know what the, what the, but you don't know what the document was or if it needed to be signed or not, but it was the fact that the the elderly lady did not feel heard. Right. And I, you know, and I, I experienced that with my own kids, dude, where there are days when I'm like, I could, I could handle that better. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you're like, I didn't, you know, but you're just, you're spread thin, you're frustrated, you're exhausted, you're, you got your own issues going on, you've been over it and over and over it, and you just not, you you know, granted, I'm hoping it wasn't a sort of nefarious or malicious thing that she right. was having her mom sign. But the way she was going about it, it's like, you're right. She should have explained it to her in detail and not lied to her. Because yeah, yeah, uh, once you sign it, you can't. You're right. You can't done, unsign yeah. it. Yeah. And, that, and I think also the lying was extremely upsetting to you because it's like if you're going to mislead somebody and you're going to lie to them. And how positive can your intentions actually be? I suppose, right? And and the thing is, though, in in to extend the story even more, yeah. now I have doing the right thing remorse. You why? Because if it is on the up and up, you know what I mean. Like sometimes you have that. Don't you ever have, have doing the right thing remorse? You no. Oh, okay. No, I'm usually happy with myself when I do the right thing. <laughs> No, you're saying if it is on the up and up, but it's not like you called the cops on her. You just asked for some awareness yeah, to be paid to the social. Well, yeah. So no. what? Okay. Then the social worker will pay attention. If it's on the up and up, then nothing will happen. She'll show her the document and say, here's what it is. Here's why she signed. Okay. You get yeah. a pass. You get a pass. But if it isn't, then great. Somebody gets looked after. And 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 to make this is the longest segment in the world, mm. I think... And this is what you said. That I think I think that is, takes courage. But isn't the most important on your part? I don't. Well, yes, it does. Sure, it does. Yeah. And it's you didn't need to take the time to do that. Most people are like, "Ugh, why am I going to bother with this? I don't want." I was just talking to my shrink about this. I had sent. There's this event for a couple of. Uh, there's an event for um, the Dave Thomas Foundation, and they work to help place foster care kids into permanent homes. So they sent me this request, and I was like, "I'll be there." I'll, uh, yeah, and. They said, can you send it to a couple of celebrities that I know? And I was like, sure, yeah. So I, I, I sent it, and I said, look, I'm writing as a liaison. Right. Um, you know, I get it. You're busy. There's a million things going on. You get asked every single day. Um, but I wanted to forward it along. By all means, please, you know, do not feel any pressure to say, Jill, this isn't for me, or Jill, I can't do it, or, you know, whatever. And these people didn't respond to me at all. And these are individuals that, like, I've done a lot for. So I was kind of like, wow, you don't even have the respect for me to just say, Jill, it's not for me. Especially after I gave you the foray to be like, it's not, you know, it's not for me. You're not personally rejecting me. I totally get it. And I was like, how is that? What is that? I'd be like, buddy, I'm even if you need to, I'm out of town or I can't do it or I'm sorry or I haven't gotten any time with my kids, you know, but I'll put out a tweet for it or whatever. Like, and he's like, you know what, Jill? He's like, people sometimes just, they only take care of themselves because that's how they grew up in a situation where they could only turn to themselves. Mm. They could only look to themselves because it's, it's the easier thing to do. And it's not that they don't like you or they think less of you. It's just, you know, I don't want to respond this, that, or the other. Or I don't want to go out of my way. And the fact that you went out of your way you didn't need to take that on yourself or involve yourself or take the time or, you know, that's, 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 I thought was a really, I think that's a really courageous thing. And if it's nothing, it's nothing. And if it's something, then great. Good. Thank God someone's been alerted. What if we all sat silent? I'm telling you, dude, it goes back to exactly that. Evil prevails when good men do nothing. Mm. If it's not evil, then wonderful. And if it is, then thank God you said something. 
and 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 but to finish it off that that is is the you said it earlier how important it is to be heard no matter whether you're yes whether you're cognitive or whether you are suffering from dementia or not just be heard oprah said that oh people, really oh people just want to be heard mm. which is something that i've had to really work on personally because i'm always like no i don't want to hear you i just want to fix you <laughs> Don't tell me unless I can fix it. I don't want to know unless I can solve the problem. You know, and model your life. I want. I just want to fix you. Yeah, let me just fix this. If I can't fix it, please don't share it. No, don't tell me. You know, it's really hard to do that. Telling you, but it's like that is that is the case. People just want to feel heard. They want to feel validated. They want to feel heard. And the sad thing is, look, you know, we we don't all have the perfect amount of patience to do that for people or the right amount of energy or the right amount of effort or the right amount of time. And but if I think when there are when there are key people in your life, then, you know, you have to do that or try to. Yeah. It's Korean herbs. Years ago, I hurt my shoulder. I fell off of a horse and hurt uh-huh. my shoulder really bad. And um, the I went to see a, come on, Jillian. Oh, my God. Orthopedic surgeon. And he did an MRI on my shoulder, and he said, you have a 50% tear in your infraspinatus, and you're going to need surgery. And I was like, dude, <laughs> no, I can't be. I can't because that surgery is serious. And I was like, I can't be out for six months. It's just no way. It's not going to happen. And... Uh, so at that time I was training with crazy trainer, Steve, all my trainers have crazy, oh, that's crazy right. trainer, crazy Steve. Trainer yes, Steve. Man. I was training with crazy trainer, Steve. <laughs> and, um, and so Steve, uh, was Korean and he took me to his Korean doctor named Dr. So. And, uh, I was Dr. Like, so? yeah, I crazy Dr. Dr. So. So Dr. So was like, Oh, I'm going to stick these needles, but he has, he only really speaks Korean. So of course it's like John Carlo does the best Dr. So impression. But again, I don't want to do it because I don't want to offend anybody, but it's really cute and funny. So Dr. Shows basically was like, I'm going to stick these needles the size of a spear into your neck and your arm oh. or whatever. And I was like, this is the stupidest thing in the world. It's not going to heal. It's a 50% tear. I need surgery, blah, blah, blah. And after four sessions with Dr. So, my shoulder, after two years, by the way, of, of having an injury, felt completely better. So every once in a blue moon, I'll, I'll feel like a little achy or whatever, mm-hmm. but... I just, I've never gone back for the MRI. I'd be super curious to do it. And then Dr. So helped, uh, helped Heidi get pregnant. He put her on these herbs that helped with blood flow and all this stuff. And, um, he's just done like some things for some friends of mine throughout the years. Although when you would go to him, like the things he says are completely nonsensical. (laughs) Like literally. So I, so I went, you know, I had the cancer scare with my thyroid and I was like, well, I want to understand like why I have these cysts on my thyroid and Western med. I have theories of course of like pesticides and all this crap, but, um, so I went to Dr. So because I wanted his feedback. And, of course, he's like, body, uh, cloudy, uh, mucus, much mucus, very cloudy inside body. Mucus go up, can't go out. And, you know, I like, yeah, and, uh, yeah that doesn't make any sense, right? It flies in the face of, like, anything that you could possibly understand. He's like, mucus go into eyeball, if keep going. I'm like, what? Like, but so he gave me these herbs and I take them three times a day. And they're just gnarly. But what I wanted to do was take them for like six months, mm-hmm. like three times a day. And because Dr. Van Hurley wants me to regularly, you know, she's going to regularly monitor my thyroid. Oh, and you want to see. I want to see what happens. I want to see because they know what my thyroid looks like. We have pictures, ultrasound of it. So I want to see. And I have one see. bad nodule in particular. And I want to see what happens. And if if. If there's improvement, I am one. Oh, yeah, it, it's, it's like that bad. oh, it's, it's like diarrhea in a cup. Yeah, it's the worst thing ever. There is. Oh, you know what? It's not that bad. It's not. Try it's it. Not... No. Ah, coward. There's something. I'll try it. It's like diarrhea in a cup. I'm not. Oh, kidding. do you get the poops? No, 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 no. no. It literally is like the stuff in there. Not that I would know what diarrhea tastes like, but that's what I would imagine. It smells it's like ginger. Oh, it's awful. All right. Well, well, down the, hatch. down the hatch. <laughs> All right, you guys have heard me talk about these guys, naturebox.com. 
So every month you get a box of delicious, healthy snacks delivered straight to your door. And I mean anywhere you would like, whether it's your office, your home, you name it. And these are not just any kind of snack. These are the real deal. They're Jillian approved and you know what that means. No high fructose corn syrup, no hydrogenated oils, no artificial colors, no artificial flavors, no junk. Just healthy, great tasting, smarter snacks with strict quality standards, period. So rather than picking up garbage on the run, have your healthy, smart snacks sent straight to you. There's everything in there from dried fruits, whole wheat fig bars, all kinds of granola, Dry roasted nuts, anything you want. You can go on naturebox.com and choose or have them select some snacks for you. I always like a little surprise, so I have them select mine. And if that sounds tasty and you want to be healthier, just go to naturebox.com slash Jillian. And guess what? You're going to get not 10, not 20, but 50% off your first month. So it's time to get snacks you can feel good about that are going to make you feel good at naturebox.com slash J-I-L-L-I-A-N today. Okay, there's something I want to talk about. I want to talk about parenting for a second. Okay. Um, You know... I'll post cute little things about, you know, being a mom on Twitter or Facebook and people will say, oh, that's because you're a great mom. And I feel like to pretend that I'm a great mom would be a huge lie. But I'll be honest with you. I don't know that anybody's a great mom. I don't know that it's possible to be a great mom. And I don't even know what it means to be a great mom right and when people i see like and again i don't mean to like i I never want to say nasty things or mean things but like i've seen a lot of actresses who become moms and they're very passionate about being moms but somehow they become mom experts Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean and i'm like what really qualifies what really qualifies you to be that like you love your kids but you know i feel like and people will go, oh, you're just saying, I'll, and I'll be honest. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm actually not a great mom. And I mean it. And I'm about to share some of the ways that I'm not. Uh, but it's not because I don't love my kids. It's just because I'm flawed and I have my limitations. And I think the only thing that could ever possibly be great about my parenting is that I do. I love my kids very much. And I, I'm constantly trying to, to look at myself and improve the way I parent. Um but there's been this this thing going on right in the household, and uh, I've got these like with Lou. I'm, I've been so I think tough on her is a tough word. It's not exactly it, but like tough on her. And I mean the, the kind of tough where it's sort of like, please don't think I'm talking about diet and exercise. I'm not. That is don't please don't go there. That's not what I'm talking about. I mean if we're at a restaurant. And she's getting to look use her iPad, which, again, the only reason I still let her use the iPad is because her brother can't is two and can't get through a meal with the iPad. So I don't really want her using the iPad. But it's like, you know, she gets X amount of TV time. And if she chooses to use it at the restaurant, whatever. So the waitress will come over. And if she doesn't look up from the iPad and greet the waitress, I'm on her. I'm like, Lou, if you don't put that iPad down right now and look up and say hello to the wait, you know, and I, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of I'm on her like that. And... There were a few things like, so I noticed that I had this very kind of you're fine thing going on. And, um, you know, and, and like she gets scared and I, you know, in the middle of the night and I'm like, you're fine. Not like you're fine, but I'm like, sweetie, there's nothing to be afraid of, you know. And it, it's like, and I kind of started, I was like, wow, this is, you know, wait a second. And I kind of put the brakes on my initial reaction of you're fine. And I was like, God, this is the way my dad was not the way my, my mom was. Although when I was younger, my mom gravitated towards being a little more anxious, a little more overly worried, which was really interesting because my dad, uh, was the opposite. You were always fine. And, you know, I have this story that I 
told as a kid where my dad had picked up my dog and I, you know, being an old, growing up an only child until I was 16 years old when, when my dad had my little brother, I was an only child for the most part. Right. And, um, you know, he picked up my dog and, and as an only child, dogs are animals are your best friends, especially, you know, a kid that was bullied and he was holding it by the scruff of the neck and tapping it on the nose and I was hysterical. And, uh, and, you know, I started having night terrors and all this stuff. And Lou has been waking up and there's this part of me that was like, I don't even want to admit it because I'm going to sound like a freaking monster. But there's this part of me that's like, she's not really scared. She just doesn't want to go to bed. And then I was like, okay, wait a second. And, you know, Heidi was like, you know, babe, I was scared every single night until I was seven. And then I remembered I used to have night terrors as a kid. And I was like... Why am I? So I went back downstairs, right? After I had, you know, Lou, you're fine. Everything's okay. Under the bed, in the closet. Everything's okay. The lights are on, sweetie. It's time for night-night. Go to bed. And I thought, oh, God, you know, if, if we kind of, if we really delve into this, then she's never going to go to bed. And, and she's going to be like, oh, if I have this whole drama, you know, then, then they're going to get up every night. And and, uh, and if, I, if, if she sleeps in the room, then she's never going to sleep unless she's sleeping in our room. And so I finally was like, and Heidi was like, babe, I was scared every night till I was seven. And then I, you know, so I went downstairs and I, and I said, I go, you know, sweetie, I'm sorry. If you're scared, come upstairs. And you know what? She slept through the entire night. Hmm. Didn't come. She acknowledged it. I don't know. Uh, So then I get on the phone with my shrink and I'm like, Hmm. okay, what the hell is the matter with me? Why do I feel like my four-year-old is lying to me? About being, where, where's that coming oh. from? Hmm. Or like, why am I feeling like the four-year-old is sort of manipulating me? And, and it, it kind of, like, if she fought, you know, so she, she fell on the stairs and I hadn't seen her fall. She just, she tripped and banged her shin and I didn't see it. I heard it. And she started crying. And of course, my first inclination is, okay, this is, you know, I'm hurt. I'm hurt. Give me attention. And of course, then I pulled myself together and I was like, no, walk down the stairs and just immediately go into it being supportive, no matter what. But I talked to him, and she did bang her shin, and it was bruised. And I was able to, I went in being nurturing, but the thought in the back of my head when it happened was, oh, you know, here we go, and she's not really hurt. And I and I said to my shrink, I'm like, what is this? Where is this coming from? This is horrible. And... You know, we started talking, and he, it's about me trying to control her to make her, you know, strong and, 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 you know, all of these different things, trying to control her to make her into the woman that I want her to be. And, you know, for many different reasons. One, because I've needed these things as defense mechanisms throughout my entire life. Because I'm like, no, you got to be strong. No, you got to be okay. No, you got to be move forward. No, we can't stop and, you know, cry. No, we don't want to be. And so it's, it's things that I've needed, things that I, you know, have utilized, not at one time helped me, even though they hindered me later on in life, because controlling her, uh, keeps her, it's safe for me. Having her be the woman I want her to be means I never have to experience difference between the two of us. Just what we do with everybody. We want to control them. I have it in particular, like really badly. And I can't remember if we talked about it on, on the show where, I I feel the need to, you know, as a child, it was like, well, I can't count on anybody. So as a little kid, it was like, I can't count on people. So, you know, I'm going to become, I'm just going to count on me, which is where like narcissism starts to come from when you're like, no, I count on me and it's me, myself and I, and, and, uh, you know, I am woman, hear me roar, but I will count on you, but only if I can control you. Because if I control you, I know I can count on you. And it's, it's stuff that I've been really working on and working through in my relationships and, uh, you know, cause in the past it was like, wait a minute, I bought you this. You don't get to have, have feelings right. about that. Right. You know? And, um, and so I really thought I had made huge progress with my friends and my romantic relationships and my business relationships. And now I'm doing it with my kid and my shrink started explaining to me, he's like, if you don't, he goes, so what, what if she falls on the stairs and she's not that hurt? So and I was like, well, I don't want her to like, you know, you don't want her to be a coddled. Like? P-U. Oh, you know the word I'm talking about. You know, you don't want her to be weak and whiny and all these things that we associate with weakness. Okay. Right. And, um, 
And it's like, I realize that's my stuff. And so he's like, so what? So you go down the stairs and she didn't break her leg, you know, or she didn't even scrape her leg or whatever. Indulge her. See what happens. And and he told me, he's like, if you're constantly thinking that this kid is not being truthful or not, you know, whatever, you're teaching her to not trust herself. And somewhere along the line, by the way, I did learn to trust myself. That did was given to me at some point, And it's obviously got to be my mom. Um, but he's like, you have the confidence of your convictions. You trust yourself. And if you're constantly like, oh, no, Lou, you're not hurt. She's not going to trust herself. Right. And, you know, the other day, you know, she went through this thing where every five minutes she was hungry. Remember on the tour? I'm hungry. She'd mm-hmm. eaten. I'm hungry. She'd eaten. I'm hungry. And I... And I was like, how is what? Is, how are we supposed to do? So we did all this research, and instead of telling, we'd always we'd always do, Lou, you're not hungry. So instead of telling her she's not hungry, we just made a drawer for her in the fridge and said, okay, here's your drawer, and we just filled it with healthy stuff, and said, you know, she gets her treat once a day and and all of that, and but we were like, all right, you know, if you're hungry, here's your drawer, and all of a sudden, like, I'm hungry, stopped. Oh, that's interesting. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And, uh, but I guess the reason I bring this up is because I'm not a perfect parent. I'm so far from perfect. And I think we, when we grow up and we have issues, I know a lot of people who look back and go, oh, I didn't have it that bad, right? I wasn't raped. I wasn't molested. We weren't poor. My father didn't beat me. I have no right to complain. And yet I look at some of the things that have been going on with my kid. And what if I did continue down this path and she did grow up not believing in herself and not trusting in herself and being robotic. And it, it's like, that's, that's no good. <laughs> that's, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and she ever got to therapy and was like, you know, I have, I don't believe in myself and finally got to the bottom of why she didn't believe in herself because of the issues that, that I put upon her and then ever felt like, Oh, you know, but I don't have the right to complain. We had money. We lived at the beach. I was always fed. You know, they loved me. Who do I think I am? Then never even was able to do the work because she felt guilty because she didn't have ex- extreme abuse in her childhood. And I just kind of think, you know what? Looking at all of this, there's no way everybody's a perfect parent. There's no way. Because all of us have issues. And there's no way we're not playing them out with our kids. There's no way. Because that's what's closest to you. So all the things that hurt the most in me right. and all the things that are the scariest for me, you do, <laughs> you really play it out with them. Because it's like, oh, no, you know, this little human is like the closest to me in the world. So you know, I need to control her so I can always keep her close to me. Or I need to control her so I always know she's protected. Right. Or I need to control her because I never wanted her to hurt the way I hurt. And all these things are wrong, what I'm doing. And the only thing I can do is go, wow, you know, I've made a huge mistake. Let me try to correct it. I hope it's not too late. You know, I've made a huge mistake. Let me try to correct it. And so as parents, I feel like we need to get away from the concept. I don't know. You're a great mom. You know what? Let's throw that out. Let's just, I like mom in progress. Yeah. Or dad in progress. You know, you're, if you love your kids and you're willing to look at yourself and you're willing to do the work, then... I don't know that it gets better than that. I don't know that we all have the answers. And I feel like, let's forget it. There's no such thing as, I don't think there's a great mom. I just don't, I don't believe it. I think there's a mom that really loves her kids and a dad that really loves their kids. And and if you're evolving and you're looking at yourself, I don't know that it gets better than that. As an adult, it tries to get to the bottom of your issues and then negates them because they weren't, you know, I wasn't starving in a third world country or what have you. That's also an enormous mistake because whatever issues and dysfunction that your parents played out with you has affected you. And I've seen it cripple and paralyze people in their lives, do such massive disservices to them. And when I look at why someone's successful and why someone isn't, like I have a very good friend who is just, I mean, this girl has an advanced, not Andy. This girl has an advanced degree in kinesiology, although Andy does. I'm not talking about Andy. She also um, was an Olympian as well, silver medal Olympian. And she's just paralyzed in her life. And we've had these conversations and I'm like, dude, you're 10 times, you know, your your background, your experience, your, your expertise, you know, you're just, 
you're incredible. And why have I been successful and she hasn't? And it's honestly, it's because somewhere along the way, I was given the ability to trust myself. I was given the feeling that I was worth it. I was given the feeling of being capable. I was given permission to be selfish and follow my dreams in a way that my friend wasn't. Yep. And so, and then she's like, what's, you know, I look at like parenting and I, you know, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad, but it, it's like, Hey, maybe you need to look at the ways that it harmed you because look at how it's harming you now as an adult. So again, parents are not evil. Parents are not the devil. You, you will be disappointed in them. They will let you down. They will hurt you, but I'm not asking you to go, Oh, my parents are bad or I hate my parents. It's just looking at, wow, you know, this was the family dynamic. My parents had limitations. Here's how it affected me. And now then, how do I progress from here? So I guess as a parent and as as a daughter, there's work to do. Do you know what I'm saying? I do. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I see, I'm not a parent, so I can't, I, I can't put it into perspective of trying to teach a child something. I can't put that into perspective. It's not even teaching them something. It, it's It's just how your issues affect your kid. And that, and then that I see, and there's mm. this concept of having to be this, you know, this great mom. And I feel like it's this lie we're all living. Honestly, I feel like we should just be honest. It's <laughs> just be like, woo, made a mistake there. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, lost my patience here. Yelled there. You know, like you did the wrong thing here. You know, oh God, that was a woo. You know, and. I don't know. I mean, there are definitely those of us who are better at it than others. Mm -hmm. But even all my friends who are parents, they've got their issues with it. All of us do. So that's all. (laughs) And as adults working through stuff, don't negate your issues, man. Just because they're not overt, just because they might be more subtle, doesn't mean they aren't significant Mm. and didn't really hurt you in one way, shape, or form. And do the work there. Yeah. That's it, Janice. Wow. Right. Don't mess it up. No. No, I'm, I'm just going to let it go. Okay, let it go. Yeah, let it go. Yeah. Okay. Okay, my buddies at eBoost have a new flavor. A new formulation. Yeah, Fruit Punch Extra Strength. And you know why they say extra strength? Because there's four times more B12 than leading energy shots. Of course, the caffeine is all natural from green tea extract. Plus, it's got coconut water with key electrolytes, calcium, magnesium, potassium. It also contains Aquaman, which is an all-natural seaweed-derived blend of 74 trace minerals. Hello? Hello? Awesomeness in a bottle, people. And we're giving a 50% discount to my fans for their first order. All you got to do is enter PUNCH50 at checkout. That's P-U-N-C-H-5-0. Just go to www.eboost.com today. So sample boxes have become the hottest thing lately. And a sample box is, let's say you get a sample box for your dog and you get cool dog toys and dog treats or a makeup sample box and you get all different kinds of products. Well, Bulu Box is a health box and you get all kinds of healthy snacks and supplements that you can try and see if you like it. It's the bomb. And here's the deal. For every $10 box that you get, you can get $10 back in reward points. So that means you get $10 to spend towards full-size purchases of your newfound healthy products. It's a killer service. I absolutely love it. And I discover new things in my little box that I love every month, whether it's new protein powders or natural supplements for hair, nails, and skin. You name it, they've got it in there. Bulu Box is offering you a chance to get your first box absolutely free. All you've got to do is enter the promo code, which is my name, Jillian, J-I-L-L-I-A-N, and you just go to bulubox.com, and that's B-U-L-U-B-O-X dot C-O-M. You click on the microphone in the top left corner, and you enter the promo code, my name, Jillian, That's all you got to do. So here's to you discovering a healthier you. All right. So Jake has a segment. Oh. Yeah. Yippee. Go, Jake. It's a a little love doctory. Oh, I'm up. Hold on. She loves the dog. Jake, how can I help? Oh, my God. Well, Jillian. Yes. 
Just call um, me doctor, please. Doctor Jillian, I'm yes. sorry. Yes. Uh, for the past few months, I've uh, I've been falling for this girl. <gasps> Love. Falling for her. I and I haven't, you know, I haven't felt that way for a girl uh, for for a while now, and it was starting to scare me. And you know, we've talked about it on and off. You didn't shave your balls in the sink, did you? No. Okay. Good. No shower. Good. Perfect. Good yeah. boy. Go on. And uh, and I asked her to be my girlfriend last night. No. Yeah. And? It didn't go as well as I would hope had hoped it was going to go. You and these emotionally removed women. No, no. See, uh-huh. we got to go backwards, though, and All I think right, you take, could help with it. Take me back. So we've only been hanging out for a couple months, but we already both noticed that we would get in little arguments more more well, than you should in the first few months even, you know? Uh-oh. And um, just like little fights here and there. Okay. And then... Um, I was still, you know, in my head, oh, I'm not I'm not going to have a girlfriend. I'm going to be single and I'm going to date around still. Okay, okay. So I kept her at a, at a distance. Oh, it's a tit for tat kind of a thing. So recently in the last two weeks, you know, we've gotten a lot closer. And Why I've, the last two weeks? What's happened? Just, I, I've just realized to myself that I really like this girl and... Um, I've realized that the reason we're getting in these little fights is because it's my defense to push her away to tell myself, see, she, she's no good. Just on to the next, just, you know. Okay. Oh, so you think you're instigating these fights to sabotage I'm, the relationship. I know I was. Oh, oh, got it, got it, got it. Because I was afraid for myself to get hurt. Well, good for you for being aware of that behavior. That's, that's a big step. Right. Well, thank you. Yeah. Well, anyways, so she, she really likes me a lot. And so when I asked her to be my girlfriend, we just talked about it a little bit. And she knows, we, we talked about the little fights and everything, and uh, she goes, I just want to give it a few more weeks and be sure that those little fights are because of what we think they are, not just because, you know, we just don't get along. Oh, I don't think that's bad. Right, so she's just she's just protecting herself, but then it caught me so off guard because I had thought about asking her to be my girlfriend for, for over a week when she was on vacation and I, w- I went on vacation. The kids do this? Will you be my girlfriend? It's like 1955. I was actually surprised by that at the yeah. top of the segment that that yeah. I didn't know that that I thought it just kind of happened. Just kind of went into it. Well, I do think there say, is a moment where you kind of got to say, look, are we done seeing other people or not? You exactly. Know? Never yeah, Heidi and I did have a moment where it was like, all right, are we are we done? Like, you sort of do have to have that official, like, I'm not going to see other people, and then seeing other people is now cheating. You're it's exclusive. Cheating. Yeah, it's you, like you're exclusive. Wow. And then your Facebook status changes, and everybody mm-hmm. in the it's world knows thing. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's true. So I know this. It caught me really off guard, though, and it made me really anxious because now I, I don't know what point I'm at and she's like well, let's just let's just keep moving forward and we have and things have you know the last two days have been great um, and everything's been fine but it still makes me feel awkward that I was almost denied but then told to keep going forward you're not denied here's what she's saying she definitely probably has built a little resentment about the I don't want a girlfriend and the slight fighting so now she's like well you know, you gotta. It's it's definitely it's it's a little bit of that sort of back and forth, tit and tat. There's a little. I would normally say there's a little game to it, but I see her point of like, well, let's make sure that we can work through this, because I don't want to be in a relationship where you push me away. I can see that, honey. I, I I think that 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 makes sense. And what I would tell you is, there's something to be said for that. And what you should do is engage in the exact same dynamic that you have. Enjoy this person and see what comes up. See if you start to catch yourself like picking fights or pushing her away. And if you do, start to talk about it, recognize it. Like when when it begins to happen, it's like, all right, we're starting to bicker. Or, you know, there's this thing again, this dynamic. And what's going on? Am I really upset about what we're bickering about? Or, you know, whatever it was that made you kind of instigate a confrontation of sorts is it something that you're genuinely upset about or is it like you're whipping it up for the sake of whipping it up and can you pull back from that but here's the thing now that she's distanced you you're not going to instigate a fight because you're going to start chasing the minute she starts chasing is when we really need to see if you distance so quite honestly there's no way to really know because if you it's that game of chase distance chase distance chase distance so I would continue to go about things the way they are. 
Let her bring it up if she's going to bring it up again. And then let's see how you do when she's not chasing. And the other problem is you don't want her to get into that gaming dynamic Mm -hmm. of, all right, I always have to be playing hard to get to keep him interested. You don't want that. And so I might just be transparent and say, look, I do get it. I get where you're coming from. Um, You know, and I think we're both, let's just say right now we're committed to moving forward and seeing how it goes. And if you're both on the same page, see how you respond. And there's really, that's really the only way that you're going to be able to truly examine, evaluate, and uh, fix the situation. And when it comes up, sweetie, you need to figure out what it's really about. Like, why do you think you're instigating these little arguments? Like, I know you say you want to keep her at bay, but really, why do you want to keep her at bay? Because I'm afraid of, you know, the most likely imminent pain in the future of breaking of up. breaking up and I don't I just got really hurt last time and it's scared me since I think yeah okay but here's the irony right and we've, we've talked about this before so do you like this girl so you're pushing her away but by pushing her away you're gonna lose her anyway mm-hmm. so instead of having this opportunity to have had this great experience with her this great relationship with her You'll never create any, anything, create anything worth having, enjoying, experiencing because you'll keep it at arm's length, which is truly the worst possible scenario. Way better than, quote, loving and having lost. Then do I've never loved at all? That one, that's that cliche. Yeah. Well, in my head, you know, I'm, I guess I'm telling myself it's not going to hurt as bad if you lose her now. Maybe something like that. But look how upset you are. I know. And it, and, and I've realized that. Yeah. See? But now I'm just I'm stuck in a point where it's where I feel I feel like it's not I mean it is organic and everything is normal but I don't feel that way I feel like I'm on the outside looking at like you're being, I have to obtain something you're now like on a trial yeah, yeah almost like like I'm I'm being tested, tested almost yeah but she's totally not acting like that that's all that's all me putting that on myself she's very she's being normal about it and I I'm can the one see why yeah. you'd feel that way though because she's like well let's see how you do so of course you feel like you're being tested there's there's no no doubt but I can also see where she's like well look if, I, if you're gonna push me away I mean we don't want to jump into this if you're gonna be like all right let's I'm gonna keep pushing you away let's see how we do and that makes sense to me sweetie so I would throw out all notions of like I have to get something I have to achieve something I have to meet a certain standard and just be yourself and when this stuff comes up look at it and it's beyond just acknowledging like it, acknowledging an issue is one thing oh I do this because of that okay great that's the first step bringing something that we're unconscious about and making it conscious right making it known to us becoming aware of our behavior so we can take responsibility for it and start to learn how to change it but the how to change it part is the hard part and that's the part where you gotta literally go back and think about you know how you were hurt feel those feelings of being hurt and work them through you gotta move through them instead of trying to go around them over them avoid them if you can work through them and go, okay, you know what? I, I survived this. I'm stronger from it. I've learned why I engaged in this kind of dynamic with this kind of individual. I'll change it the next time I recognize the pattern. The only way to deal with these feelings is to deal with them. So I don't want to get hurt again. I don't want to get hurt. It's just going to cause more dysfunction and more pain down the road. The key is like, if you think, oh, this one could really wreck me. Well, you know what, babe? That's when you jump in with both feet. That's the only way. That's when you just take that leap of faith and you say, you know what? It's like, even if I get hurt, it'll be worth it. I'll learn something. I'll survive. I'll be a smarter, wiser, more empathetic guy in the long run. And you jump in with both feet and you kind of take this head on because it truly is the only alternative. Otherwise, it continues to be sort of a wasteland of dead-ended relationships with no meaning and no passion and life is about connections my best advice to you is to continue pursuing this just like you were before and when this stuff comes up work it through talk about it face it deal with it feel whatever comes up for you and move through it it always passes always even the worst pain passes and gets better with Mm -hmm. time
if you deal with it. If you don't, it's like the wound that gets infected and festers. But if you deal with it, you manage it, you treat it, you take care of it, you attend to it, it heals and gets better and stronger. We're strongest in the places we've been broken. Hemingway. I think it's something like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. Is it? Is um, that, well, stronger in the places we've been broken? I think so. That sounds good Maybe. because you, the heel of the scab is always stronger. Ew. Leonard Cohen. Uh, uh, it has to have some, the if it doesn't have crack, you got to have cracks before the for the light to come in. And that's a scab. And that's a scab. Sure. A nice red crusty scab. Oh come on! All right, there, shake. Well, that'll be twenty five cents. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you, Jillian. Yep. Doctor, love Dr. Jillian. Doctor, yes, exactly. Oh, that was very serious. I know. But good advice. Very good advice. Of course. God, it's been so hard for you to be humble, isn't it? Well, I mean, because <laughs> she's so famous. That's she's right. So, she's a celebrity. I'm a celebrity. <laughs> humble. <laughs> humble for the birds. <laughs> No. Okay. Humble. All right. You be humble. <laughs> Give me something to be humble about. I don't think so. listening to comedy try watching it on the internet the folks behind the sideshow network have launched a new youtube channel called wait for it it's got interviews with comedians like reggie watts todd glass liza schleichinger schleichinger i've been friends with her for 10 years one of the funniest people out there and i still have a hard time with the last name liza our very own owen benjamin that's me takes you on a musical journey down internet rabbit holes and much more you don't have to wait any longer. Just go to youtube.com slash waitforitcomedy. There's no need to wait for it anymore. Because it's here. And it's funny. And I love you. <laughs>